Thank you. We have an awesome, awesome team. So um, I'm a little bit fired up because I just got some really good preaching for three days poured into me. So you guys better wake up and get alive or this is going to take all afternoon. All right. Um, let's go to the word this morning. Um, Philippians 3 verses 12 through 16. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. So if you don't have that in your Bible, you can listen um, or you might not, it might, you might not be able to follow along. Okay, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me, called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the, victor- the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. Can we pray? Father, thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for hearts that are open to hear a word from heaven that brings transformation, that unlocks chains, that sets captives free, and that our hearts would be receptive to whatever you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, can you say amen with me? So um, I grew up in a a little bit hood, and um, my husband says you can take the girl out of the hood, but you can't always take the hood out of the girl. So I might still have a little bit of hood left. So um, so my awesome, amazing mom, she's a single mom, um, she raised three daughters, and, um, and she did such a great job. But sometimes when you're a single mom, you have to take what people give you because you just you live off the blessings and favor and grace of people in your life. And so many times we just took what we could get when it came to vehicles, And so we had a numerous amount of different kinds of cars that worked in various ways. Um, We had one we called the Hoopty. We had many names for these cars. The one in particular we had that I remember, we had this one, we called it the Rat Ride. And it was this little red, and my sisters aren't here, and if they were here, they would be able to attest to this. So we had this little red car we called the Rat Ride, and it was a push start car. So when you started it, you had to push it down a hill to get it to turn over. So my mom, wouldn't, when she had to take us places, school or the movies or different places like that, she wouldn't stop all the way. She would just slow down enough for us to get out of the car. Because if she stopped, it might not start again. <laughs> So another thing about this car, which was awesome, was uh, there was a big hole in the bottom of the car. So as you're driving, you can see the pavement. I know it's an interesting perspective. It's like, um, have you ever been on a cruise and, and there's a glass part of the bottom of the boat? It's a different kind of perspective, right? I mean, these are different things. Like, it's really beautiful if you're in a glass boat that you get to see the 
the beautiful fish in the ocean. But hey, I was in a car with a hole in the bottom. I got to see the pavement and what it looked like going. So how many know that sometimes we're in certain vehicles to take us to certain destinations, and some vehicles are better than others? I have a desire. I want to go to New York. I know some of my my family's from back east, some of my Jersey family, my New York family in the house. I have a desire to go visit New York. I love cities, and I love visiting new cities. But I'm not going to ever drive there because that would take too long. The vehicle I would choose would be an airplane because I'll get there in just a few hours. There are certain transportation things that we need to get us to the places that we're called to go. And some vehicles work better than others. And I want to talk about where we're going in this victory prize and finishing good. How many want to finish good? And I believe this scripture says three things about the vehicles that we need to get us to where God is calling us. And that is passion, purpose, and people. And so I want to talk about that this morning, that the the vehicle that you need to get to the end, to get to finish with that victory, is passion, purpose, and people. So... Um, I'm b- very passionate about a lot of things. Um, I have a, a one a passion. It, um, it's Michael Kors. I'm very passionate about Michael Kors. Um, I like Michael Kors shoes and Michael Kors purses. I'm currently wearing Michael Kors shoes and jeans. Um, I don't have a Michael Kors purse right this second, but I do have many at home. So I'm very passionate about Michael Kors. And that's a desire and a passion in my heart. And I, I'm, I buy Michael Kors and I look him up on the internet and I see what the new trends are for the fall and for the spring. And that's a passion that I have. I'm also very passionate about traveling. I love to travel. So as I sit in bed at night on my phone... I search things like TripAdvisor's number one hotel in Bora Bora. (laughs) Tag my husband in pictures on Facebook. Let's go here next, babe. I'm very passionate about traveling. Um, I feel like there's, there's three stages in your life. You're planning for vacation, going on vacation, and recouping from vacation. I don't know about you, but that's kind of the three stages I break up my, my life, my, my year, is when I'm planning for vacation, when I'm on vacation, and recovering from vacation. I like vacation. So I'm passionate about these things, but um, I, I want to talk about passion for a second because I think sometimes we separate our passion from the will of God. And I think sometimes we over-compartmentalize what what passions that God has put inside of us, and we've put them at odds and at enemy against the will of God. Over the weekend, I heard some really powerful testimonies. One of the things that stuck out the most was this pastor was talking about after 50, over 50 years of ministry experience, he, he began to share a story about how he wanted to play basketball, but he also wanted to be a preacher, and somebody in his life told him that he couldn't do both. And my heart just broke. And I thought, oh, man, those people that said that to him are going to have to answer to God. And I thought, how many times have we 
just buried the passion that I think God put inside of us because somehow we feel like it's not the will of God. I have five beautiful children, and they're the most amazing, beautiful, gifted, talented children on the earth because they're mine. Um, and I know you feel the same way about yours. But my youngest, Layla, she's um, we call her we call her Layla Brave because um, if you've seen the the Disney cartoon Brave, little Merida has um, this bright, bright red hair, and we have one little redhead, and it's Layla. So we call her Layla Brave. She's also not afraid of anything, like nothing. And so if, if there's ever an opportunity for her to be on a stage or behind a microphone or dance or sing or anything like that that has to do with entertainment or being the center of attention, she is first in line. I don't know where she gets that from. I wonder. So she has all these little passions on the inside of her, and she's super passionate. And her current passion um, happens to be the movie The Greatest Showman. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, um, you know, it's an awesome story. It's a great musical. Some, you love it or you hate it. But um, we love it in our family because we listen to it all the time. And for like three months, the only soundtrack that played in my car was The Greatest Showman soundtrack because she's so passionate about The Greatest Showman. I think her little life has this like timeline before Greatest Showman and after The Greatest Showman. And so um, she sings and she dances and she's making up all these dances. And, and thank you, Pastor Travis, for starting um, Open Mic because my, my five-year-old feels like she has a platform for her talents. <laughs> but my job as a mom is to cultivate the dreams that I think God's put inside of her. So... What would happen if I were like, um, Layla, you know what? The Greatest Showman's good, but that's actually not accurate to history. And it's really not Jesus. Like, we don't say Jesus in these songs, so you're not allowed to sing them. And they do a little, their, their dresses are a little bit too short, so we're not going to watch this. Or they, they have, their message is a little bit mixed, so I'm not going to let you, you know, really partake in, in the message of this. And I kill her passion. See, I think sometimes as the people of God, we've killed passions instead of understanding that they're a part of us finishing strong. And not all of the passions inside of you are at war with God's will. It's important to discern the difference. Because my passion for Michael Kors, if that leads me into debt, obviously that's not from Jesus. So it's important for us to understand the passion that God's put inside of us. Now, the next thing is purpose. Say purpose. You know, there's this beautiful part of scripture where Jesus is looking on a whole group of people and he starts to see them and something happens on the inside of him and, and he says that 
I long to gather them like a hen wants to gather his chicks. And so he sees how they're scattered and, and something on the inside of him starts to move. And I, I believe he starts to have this passion to, to gather them together. And then the Bible says he was moved with compassion on the multitudes. See, I think that passion without movement is just a good idea. And what happens is if the passion that it's on, on the inside of us starts to get some movement, we begin to see purpose in our life. Passion with movement is purpose. Now, sometimes I think we feel like we're, we have compassion like on our cities and on our communities and on our friends and on our neighbors. I'm, I feel so bad for what you're going through. But if we're not willing to move and do something, that's not compassion, it's sympathy. See, I'm so grateful, hear me, I'm so grateful that God didn't just have a good idea before the foundation of the earth to include humanity into his plan and into his redemption and into his inclusion. I'm so glad that it wasn't just a good idea for the foundation of the earth to be set. And, and I'm so glad that when God saw me, when God saw you, he said, I will choose to move and send my son so that I can redeem humanity to myself. See, I'm so glad that God didn't just have a good idea. I'm so glad he had a purpose. And his purpose was you and I. See, purpose is the thing that we are created to do. But sometimes I feel like when we're running our race and we're doing our thing, that we feel like we're on a tightrope. And I, it's just me and Jesus, and I just have to keep my eyes on Jesus. But the third thing on this vehicle that I think we need is people. And so I would, I would question whether your destiny and whether the purposes of God for your life and, and whether you finishing strong is, it looks like a tightrope. But, but I think it kind of looks like a football field. And if you actually look in scripture, when it's talking about in verse 14, um, running straight, it's, it's not like a tightrope. It's, it's more like a goal line. I like football a whole lot. Um, I have this tension in my heart. The Raiders are coming to Vegas. Whether you like it or not, they're coming. They're already building a stadium. And so I'm a diehard Bronco fan, and they're in the same division. And so um, I'm having this tension trying to pull my heart away from the Broncos so that I can be a Raiders fan because I'm from Vegas. I'm born here, and it's my city. And so I'm just, like, there's like this tension inside of me. And in the first service, they're telling me I'm a traitor, but I'm just trying to be true to my Las Vegas people and say, if you're from here, we finally have a team for here. But I'm so excited for football season to start. I'm passionate about football also. Okay, but I will never play the game. Here's, here's one thing. When you're passionate about something that's a good idea, but it doesn't have movement, it's similar to 
um, a trainer. Now, I'm not a physical trainer, and I don't physically train. So um, I'm just speaking from all of my awesome Facebook friends that post their exercise videos. And when 90% of you guys are posting your Instagram stories at like 5 a.m., that gives me zero motivation to get off my butt. Can you like do something at like a normal hour, like 10 in the morning or something? Maybe, maybe sister will join you. But at 5 in the morning, I'm staying in bed. Anyways, I think sometimes we can understand the difference between passion and purpose if somebody that, I'm passionate about physical training, but I'm going to sit down on my couch, watch TV while I eat my donuts. And somebody that actually has purpose is the person that gets up at 5 a.m. and starts their goals and starts doing what they said they're going to do. So it's, it's not like this tightrope. It's more like a football field. And let me explain to you what happens on a football field. When you're a receiver and you catch the ball, your goal is an end zone. It's not this little small place. You've got, a, you've got some space to make it in the goal. You've got, you've got, I don't know how many yards it is or how wide it is, but you've got some space. And you have opponents. You've got people coming at you. But guess what you do have? You have a whole team beside you. And they're going to fight off the opponents for you and help you get to the end goal. They're going to protect you and block you from your enemies so that as you go to the end, you have a whole team with you. See, the third thing is that we need people in our vehicle for our journey. One of the things that frustrates me about the body of Christ sometimes is that we pit each other against each other. That we preach sermons that are about, you know that person that did that to you? That's the person that you're going to step on to get to where you're going. And let me say, that is not how you get to your goal. Because the kingdom of God says, that person, that person that called you out, that said those things to you, that backbited against you, that, that was out to destroy you, that's the person that in love makes you stronger. That's the person that when you forgive, pushes you further. See, we have to stop looking at each other like we're opponents. You're not on the other team. We're on the same side. You're not on another team. You're on the same side. We're together in this journey. You need me and I need you to get together. And we need to be together on the same purpose with one vision, it says. The Bible says with one path and one person, I mean one passion, we get to the end. We get to the finish together. We need each other. So as I close this morning, I want to say that we all have dreams. We all have vision. We all have passions. What are you doing with it? Now, this just isn't church stuff, right? You're like, okay, Pastor Rochelle, you've got vision because you're a pastor. You know, I'm married to you guys know I'm married to Pastor Zach, right? Everybody knows that? Okay. But I'm married to a visionary. So there's mornings 
we'll wake up, and he's got some whole, this whole thing, and he just, like, lets me know, hey, this is what I feel like God is saying. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He has vision. He has big vision. And so I have to purpose in my heart to, to see bigger and to, to look beyond what, I, what I'm comfortable with. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you this isn't just a church thing. You should have vision for your life. You should have purpose for your life. You should have passions that you're achieving, goals that you're trying to get to. And let me tell you, if you have a book on your heart that you want to write and you haven't written a page, it's still an idea, not a passion. If, they're, if you're trying to, let me just bring it real practical. I really like organized closets. I have a, a Pinterest page of different closets that I want to have in a dream home one day that's going to have like 14 shoe racks and a whole case of jewelry. I know that's weird, but I just have these ideas and these desires. So I, I desire an organized closet, but I haven't hung my clothes up for three days. It's just a thought until you do something. It's just a thought until you do something. And let me tell you, there is no end to what he's doing. There is no end. I have a daughter, she just turned 18 years old. 18 supposed to be like adult, right? She can't even drive yet. Thank you, Jesus. She's been stuck in my house for the next 10 years. I just, I love, I love her so much. But the point is, called you out, sorry, baby girl. The point is, I don't change. I'm not, I'm not, not her mom all of a sudden. Sometimes we reach a goal and a destination, and we're like, I'm good now. I made it. My 401K is full. My kids are grown. I'm traveling. Whatever it looks like, I got that job I wanted. I got that promotion I wanted. I married that guy I wanted. Whatever it is, and we stop. And he's not done with you. He's not done with you. I don't stop becoming a mom the minute my daughter becomes an adult. Now my role might change. It looks a little bit different. But I'm still her mama and she's still my baby and that will never change. That will never change. And so as we close this morning, I just want to encourage you, if you're not getting to your destination the way you feel like you're supposed to, maybe it's because you're choosing the wrong vehicle. So let's choose the right one with passion, purpose, and people. I love you. God bless you. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your people. I'm so grateful and honored. And just, I just feel so honored to be able to serve your people this way. I love them. I love you, Jesus. Amen.